following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world of peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Push it, click it, press it, click it, tune it in, turn it on. This is what you watch it on. Any way you work it, integrate your circuit at the city. Circuit City. Come to the place you're welcome. Technology with a heart. Welcome to Circuit City. Where service is state of the art. The future at your fingertips. Get all the right connections. Punch a key and you can see the new video directions. We can turn your car into an audio star. We're the one you want for the way you are. At Circuit City, trained sales counselors are one of the reasons we get higher customer satisfaction ratings than any other specialty home electronics and appliance chain. A gadget and a gizmo for electric machismo. Some amplitude for the radical dude. We're tuned into your attitude. Come to the place and welcome technology with a heart. Where's Johnny? Where, where is he? Is he said, where's Johnny? She said, where's Johnny? They said, I'm covering everybody here. They said, all I know is Johnny Five is indeed alive, Andrew. I was, that's where I was going to ask. Was is, is Johnny alive? No disassemble. You couldn't tell <laughs> what movie you're reviewing. And, well, you obviously knew what you And, and if you on. don't know, guess what? Your mother, she's a snowblower. <laughs> Laser lips. <laughs> Do you still need input or no? I don't. Uh, more input. Input. Would you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> but yes, we are talking about. The great Steve Gutenberg movie. Yeah. I that that's a sentence I've been dying to say since I started podcasting. <laughs> uh short circuit. It's the ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy, it doesn't get sad, it doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply Jen. the most sophisticated robot on earth. At Nova Robotics, the future is in good hands. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robot just hit the road. Wow! Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me input. Haven't you had enough of this stuff? More input. More input. And they can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows, but it has happened. A new comedy adventure from John Batum, the director of War Games. We're going to be after you. we got to get out of here now. Hey, keep alive! No! Ali Sheedy, 
Steve Gutenberg, and number five. Beautiful. Short Circuit. I am alive. That's right. We did it. Finally, Short Circuit. Yes. Uh, this is a movie definitely from our childhood. This is the first movie in the theater that my parents took me to see. Really? Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah, this was the first one. I don't remember it. That's what my mom told me that uh, oh. I was really young, but I was like, I think she said I was three or four or something like that. And this is the first movie they actually felt they could take me to. And uh, man, what a great movie. But I watched it so many times growing up. I oh. mean, first of all, it's a cool robot. Second of all, it's funny. Third of all, Steve Gutenberg. And fourth of all, his name's Johnny. It's got yeah. everything for me. Now, now, would Brian consider this a kid's movie? Oh, you know Ooh. me already. <laughs> yeah, I honestly. I, I love doing this to Brian just because of that whole situation. I think by today's standards, this is a PG movie or maybe just a barely PG-13. Yeah. And it's just because of the they the, say the S word often. Oh, yeah. And then there's the violence of blowing yeah. up. Stuff and Yeah, that's the only thing I would think. But uh, honestly, going back and rewatching, it had been a long time since I've actually sat down and rewatched the whole thing from uh, end to end. And I had forgotten that like they do drop some s bombs left and right oh. way more than i remembered for sure you know what i got out of this first thing off the back where i was like i did not realize this that steve gutenberg this is another movie with steve gutenberg and george or gw bailey in there because i was yes. like i was like wow these guys work well together and then i realized was like wait a minute that's lieutenant harris they were in police academy together yeah. how, how did i not Put two and two together all these years. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of great stuff with Short Circuit uh, here. A lot of uh, also did some digging behind the scenes and some uh, fun facts about this movie. Uh, one of the things is that today the on location house, Stephanie's house, is in Oregon, and it is right there. And you can actually stay at it now. It's like a B. It's like a uh, what's that called? Not B and B, but a. Airbnb? No, it's the thing where you can stay at people's places. I forgot what it's called. It's set up for you to stay there. And it's, and they, for the most part, did a, a decent job of trying to recreate how it looked back then. Obviously, some things have changed. Uh, but, like, even that same view of the bridge and everything, like, it looks fantastic. I watched a YouTube video of a guy who was staying there. I and it looks, it looks fantastic. I didn't realize how important, like, Oregon or Oregon or whatever you want to say it. Yeah to like the 80s movie genre was like on the same part as chicago because yes know, the goonies the go was... this is also another fun fact the same area in which that house is is also really close to the goonies house yeah oh where was i i was reading something else it was like kindergarten cop was there yes yes some that's, other yes, stuff that one, was yeah. all like in like Astoria, Astoria, oregon and i'm like and those are definitely three movies from my childhood <laughs> I just couldn't believe it that they were all just in that area. Now I can believe it. Now that's a universe we need, right? Where all these characters are in the same universe. Could you imagine Johnny Five? I would. Oh my goodness, that is a movie matchup. Yeah, that's what. Even the Goonies going out. And yeah, the Goonies going out, and uh, and there's Arnold, and he's a he's still still a kindergarten teacher. Maybe the one of the Goonies has a has a kid in kindergarten, and uh, Johnny Five comes back from Montana. And or new actually New York was uh, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah that was funny I want to bring that up because the whole where they said they were gonna go to where the sequel ends up yeah it's really wild I need to I'm going to rewatch the second one at some point it's been forever since I've seen it too I remember really liking it too but I'm a sucker for Johnny Five in the first place uh, also a little fun note the sequel does not have Steve Gutenberg. And he said the reason that he didn't do it was because when they said, hey, we're going to do the sequel, they didn't even have a script then. So he didn't even get to read what it was going to be. And then he later said that it's one of his biggest regrets. He really wish he would have done it. Well, he was too busy being a stone cutter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. And I mean, he had to be a cop in all those movies. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, he's really busy. And uh, he was babysitting at yes. some point. Yes. <laughs> With two other dudes. Yeah. And a ghost, if you believe the rumors. That was I love Three Men and a Baby because there's another great movie too. I, I love Ted Danson. Ted Danson is just amazing because of Cheers. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with that. But yeah, this is definitely a movie from my childhood, and I I think it have been 
at least a decade since I've seen it. So, uh, well, seen it all the way through. They played on TV all the time. And oh. when I'm flipping through and I catch a scene, obviously I'll stop and watch that scene. But it's been a while since I actually watched it from beginning to end. And another thing, too, that's really fun about this movie and the original cut of this thing, uh, the audience overall liked it, but they had more scenes of, and I think they have bits and pieces of these at the end on the, on the credits when it's, uh, when the movie's going off, but like between Johnny Five and Stephanie that were a little, oh, iffy. Yeah, they were more sort of like you could take them in a romantic sort of way. And Howard the Duck, Leah Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Situation is what yeah. you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he really, he has three arms, if you know what I'm saying. He, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does have, he, he does he have did. three arms. <laughs> well, he was making pancakes. I wish I yeah, had man. I was making pancakes. Yeah, more arms the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other crazy thing in this movie is something that I didn't, I didn't, I was a kid. I'm pretty sure you didn't realize as a kid, but something that you definitely cannot do today that they did in this movie in casting a white guy and then putting him in brown face makeup. I did read behind the things on that too, because obviously it's a big uh, issue today. You would yeah. not do that today. No. They originally had cast him not portraying an Indian character. But then the director or the producer, I can't remember who, uh, decided that they, were, they wanted it to be an Indian character. So he got fired, and they had hired another guy. But then that guy wasn't working out, so they fired him and just asked that the original guy, because they did like him, hey, do you think you can, you can play an Indian? And he claims that he actually... Uh, studied the culture. He went and even stayed with an Indian family. These are all quotes from him and uh, all this stuff. And like he said, he he put a lot of respect. He felt he was putting a lot of respect in it. And also, and I'm not excusing it. I'm glad we don't do this stuff today. Yeah. But it was in the 80s. And, it, it, and honestly, and if we're being honest, most of us, when we saw this, didn't know. I didn't know. I just I, assumed he was, he was from India. It, well, I still say as bad as this is, the movie Soul Man. I don't know if you've ever seen that or I've, I know what it is. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. It was much worse than. Oh, we well, there's I, we, you can get through the history of movies, and there's much, much, much worse than this. But not <laughs> what I'm again. saying. The, I'm yeah. saying in the '80s timeline. That, oh yeah, yeah. That was probably. Yeah. And worse. I also had forgotten how many risque jokes he says in this movie. Like he's yeah. a he's a horny little guy. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. But I was reading because. Aziz Ansari said something about it. And all I was thinking about was how great would this movie be if Aziz Ansari played that character? <laughs> since uh, so well, I mean, they, they even make a joke in short circuit when they're talking to him. He, he yeah. actually tells you where he's from. Pittsburgh. And it's not India. Then he tells oh, no. you where his parents from. And, and it's not India. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that, he's like, no, where are your ancestors from? He's like, oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> but let's uh get into a little bit of the plot here obviously if you've seen this you know it it's a great movie but uh what i love about this is we grew up in a time johnny where we were still old enough to remember when russia soviet union was horrible everything was yeah, the cold war yeah. yes cold war so this is a cold war time and uh military arms race even though nobody was actually fighting each other so this Nova Labs bills the. It was a peeing contest between America and uh, the USSR. Yeah. Yes, bills these robots, and they're they're equipped with lasers, and they're just. And don't you think like everything seems like hey, we need a cool name for something that sounds mysterious and cool and dangerous? That Nova. <laughs> I feel like that name comes up a lot in a lot of different things. When I think of Nova, I think of that like PBS special, like my teacher. Yes, <laughs> yes, I remember those. But I also think when it's just because I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy nerd, that's the first oh, thing I think of. But that's because I'm a Rocket Raccoon guy. But yeah, uh, it's it's just really funny to me that like there's all kinds of movies where Nova is a thing, and they're all it's all different types of Nova. They're never the same thing. Uh, but they build these. I didn't even know what they were called. Several pl they build these robots, and they're called Saint. Strategic artificially intelligent nuclear transport. Yes. The opening scene is actually really cool. I like how this movie opens. Yeah. And that music works with it really good. This movie this movie has a really fun soundtrack overall. Uh but 
yeah, it, it just should, they just give you the introduction to the robots. You get to see why the, they can be so dangerous because they're taking out uh, military vehicles left and right like they're nothing. I got those giant lasers and the one. Yeah, and and what do you, what do you think? Let's talk real quick about the design of these robots, right? Because this is a time after Star Wars, and there's some other iconic robots that have come out in the '80s. And I read when I was researching this movie that they were very uh, they were very concerned when designing these robots because they wanted them to stand apart and be re- instantly recognizable as short circuit robots, not from. Because they didn't want them to look like any from Star Wars. They didn't want them to look like any from any of these other movies with these iconic robots. And I think they did a really good job. I think they did too, because they look like something that you would actually use for a military use. But the way that they also made the faces with the flaps over their eyes. Yeah. So that way, when Johnny Five does realize he's alive and he does have expressions, you could still see yes. expressions, but it still looks like a military vehicle because you want to put wheels on something because you would want the tank tread. Yes. So they yeah. can go in all through terrain. You don't want something big and bulky because it should be as, you know, after the demonstration, talking about parachuting them in. Yeah. So that way you got to worry about that. And everything else, I thought they looked wonderful, like something that you would use for a military, but also the way that, like I said, the flaps, it still give you that expression. Yeah, they really did a great job when designing these things, especially Johnny Five, obviously, uh, of being able to make them obviously robot, but you can easily tell their expressions they're making. You can tell when they're when he's mad or when he thinks something's funny. Uh, and it has a lot to do with how his they can make his eyes look and and those I guess the robot eyelashes whatever you want to call those are really cool and well done. Uh, when they originally were going uh, making this movie, the original idea was to make all the robots stop motion. Oh jeez! And they decided against it because they're like, well, they just um, they wanted the actors to be able to actually act with something there uh, to make it more tangible. So uh, and it actually took I think they said like at least five people to make Johnny five work. Like you had to have five people controlling him doing different things. And that really, and we'll get to it. There's a really, I, well, it's iconic for me of seeing of the three stooges robots. They yeah. said that was like 20 to 30 people. They had at that one scene, just making all that work. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> I don't think it would have aged as well. If they would have did stop motion. I agree. Well, me and you, well, I love, love stop motion stuff. So I'm not knocking I, it whatsoever, I do, but I for do. this movie, I like the direction they went with it. I do too, but looking at say a movie like Clash of the Titans, yes, yeah. Now, like as a kid, I was like, "This, this is amazing." Yeah. Now it's like, ooh, <laughs> it's. Well, not- I think it's part of the charm of this movie that these were real tangible robots that the actors were filming scenes with. It's. Uh, I'm speaking for myself, but I think you're kind of cut of the same cloth, Andrew. I, CG stuff is is really good. How far we've come is really awesome. But I just really, truly love just tangible effects. Yes. And they really stand out to me. Those are just way more interesting and fascinating to me. And, I mean, look, we can use Star Wars as a gonna, great example of I this. I was going to go that route, too. I mean, I will just tell you this. Puppet Yoda is, is my Yoda. That was a hundred percent, a million percent. The CG one, he looks fine. I am not knocking how he looks. I think those people who created and animated him did a really good job. Uh, but at the end of the day, Puppet Yoda is my Yoda because he just, he just, he just, he just feels like he has more character, mm-hmm. and he feels, and he obviously he feels more real to me. So that's the reason. Johnny Five really did feel real to me. Still, mm-hmm. still after this viewing, you could say the same same thing about Jabba. If you watch yes, yes. The newer yes. ones, well, we consider them the newer ones, but everybody considers that's the standard now. Where in New Hope, where he shows up in a New Hope, yeah, at the Millennium Falcon, it looks so faked and forced. Yes, and I understand that was the scene that they had written, and it was a totally looking different actor than that than the puppet. But if you watch Return of the Jedi, which I know we both love. That Jabba looks awesome, even though there is like five guys or something inside of him working that thing. But still, it looks it looks real. It looks authentic. It doesn't. I mean, if they ever decide one day they're going to make the Muppets CG, I'm tapping out. They did it to Muppet Babies. It was a good old regular animation. They made it that like. I know. That's why I haven't watched any of the remake. I would not watch it. It it might be good. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's just not it's not for me. But uh, yeah, uh, it's. 
but this movie is just and also at the beginning too where you know like there's a storm that keeps hitting up the storm's coming yeah and they actually have uh number the the fifth unit is hooked up i guess he's getting charged or something he's hooked up to like a big generator type thing and when the lightning hits and strikes i think for me that's a perfectly 80s way to make something come alive right well it's also kind of going back to the whole frankenstein thing exactly yeah I didn't obviously I did not pick that up as a kid, but as an adult, that's why I'm glad we go back and rewatch these yeah. things, even like we said after ten years or something, that it would that is how you make something come alive. That's child imagination yeah. <laughs> from all the way through is once lightning strikes something, then it has emotions or motions and feelings and stuff like that. That electrical jolt gets the yeah and they actually were trying to brainstorm different types of ways that can make him quote unquote come alive and the whole lightning one they felt like it was really cliche because of frankenstein's monster so they were trying to think of other ways but they were either too risque or too violent for this movie like one of them involved an actual human per a human being's brain being somehow uh put in him something like that you know it's a very in a <laughs> and the studio well, was like no <laughs> You've never tried anything like that in the 80s, right? No, they never would. Well, in Robocop, uh, they did take the well, 80s, Robocop 2, they did take that guy's brain and put it inside. Yeah. I mean, our, our movies are filled with just things that shouldn't be alive coming alive. That's kind of a, a trope, right? I mean, robots, toys, uh, uh manic <laughs> mannequins. The first thing I thought of was weird science. I'm not good. Out of all of it, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but that was yeah. the first thing I yeah. thought of was weird. Science. I think of, um, I think, was it called Mannequin? Yeah, These two guys it, in a store and the mannequin comes alive. Is it called yes. Mannequin? Because it's, it's a woman. Yeah. That's on HBO Max. I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. It's been forever. I also saw that as a kid. Probably not a kid's movie, but I did see it as a kid. Yeah. Well, everything's a kid's movie to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know you wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so Johnny Five has just come alive. Yep, and since he is carrying this giant laser, they are very afraid. You know, I will say, leaves. I will say that the quote-unquote bad guys in this, even though you don't like them, and I didn't like them, they they're, they were understandable with this because they know what this thing is capable of. They don't know that he's alive. They think he's a robot. And that he's malfunctioning and that people could get hurt. So they were bad guys with good intentions. Yes. And Just we all know how it. the road to hell is paved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's the thing I didn't take away as a kid either. It's like, I just thought, oh. well, these guys are the bad guys. You yeah. Know, when you're a kid, that's what you think. They shouldn't be after Johnny. But as an adult, you're like, like I was like, what if I was just somebody in the area and I'd heard on the news that there's this robot on the loose that can literally blow up tanks? You know, and I have, have a, what if I have kids or a family? I would honestly, obviously be concerned. Be like, yeah, you need to take this thing out. I love that. <laughs> Once again, going to the adult where you're like, no, oh, destroy it now. As a kid, you're like, no, Johnny Five. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, uh, that's just as you're getting older. I still wouldn't want him to be destroyed because he's Johnny Five and he's the freaking greatest of all time. He's a goat for me. He's the no. goat. He's one of the, he's in my Mount Rushmore robots. I'm not even kidding. I don't know. That's a good conversation. We should have that. Yeah, we'd let's put that at the end of this. Let's try to remember. We'll try to do a quick uh, Mount Rushmore robot. I think we need an episode on that one. Oh, you know what? Let's table that then. Uh, yeah, we're going to table <laughs> I think we need an episode because there's a lot of robots. Yes. And I think you got to narrow it down to what kind of robot in a way, too. Yes. Yeah. And what even constitutes a robot, really? Yeah. Yeah. But he gets out of the lab, very funny way, in a lab full of robots. Yeah just all around he gets out and the funny thing is is when they finally go see him they're like we need to keep this low key like you said we and then they see like a million <laughs> vehicles and that, that was like nova they all look like they all look like menacing vehicles a lot of them don't look like a vehicle you see every day they're very no. distinct looking things no not at all that's it keep that's us on the I'm, down low <laughs> i was laughing because all of a sudden there's like this light armor vehicle and the one that he gets like right in front of, and they're like, I can't see him. And I'm like, well, maybe if you were in a normal car, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which really concerns me because there's because this thing was that thing was high off the ground. There's had to be a plenty of times he got behind a car that he couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they're just like barreling barreling over him. But Johnny gets hit off of a bridge after that, and he goes and he, he gets hit. He, he falls a lot. Yes, and he that's when he finds Stephanie. Actually, before that. 
they realize that he's malfunctioning and he does need input. And this is and that's when we, and that's when we meet Gutenberg, really. And yeah, and I gotta laugh because this is also my favorite part for some reason is when he's reading the Dr. Pepper sign. Yes, <laughs> and it yeah. shows up, and it was like, "Would you like to be a pepper too?" And yeah. I just. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh. That's nostalgia, every too. Time, every <laughs> time I see that and hear him say it, I laugh so hard. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting, but I quote this movie all the time. I've always quoted this movie so much. I, Not just Johnny Five as a lie, but would you would you be a pepper, too? Yeah. Uh, you know, your mama is a snowblower. There's, there's just so many just beautiful. I'd even just say uh, I had a friend uh, one of uh, when I was in school. Had this crush on this girl, and her name was Stephanie. And I always say her name like Stephanie. <laughs> I would say it like that. She was not into me. I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine why. I know I'm a total package. I'm Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. You know it's funny that you said that because the other day I had the oddest feeling in in my head that I think nobody has ever said where i was like you know what i kind of miss wcw thunder you are oh this is why we're this is why we become so close andrew i am not kidding i had this idea just the other day that i was like i really want to but i already have five podcasts but i was like i already want i want to do a podcast where i'm just doing reviews of wcw thunder <laughs> we could we could do it for this it's nostalgia <laughs> it you, let me know. you let me know we you've I, you've sold me we're doing it we're doing it we're going to get so many views and women (laughs) i just want nothing but wcw thunder for some odd (laughs) me too (laughs) but but back to the movie after he gets knocked off the bridge again this is where he meets stephanie accidentally falls onto her snack truck which i thought was a food truck as a kid and then i actually read this stuff and it's all health food and i'm like yes same here i thought it was just like a food truck too but no, it's a it's like a healthy snack truck, which is even more wild because when you see her living environment, I love animals too, but she has animals everywhere in her house. And when she's cooking, did you catch this? When she's cooking herself food, she lets the, the she's steering the pasta with this uh, or the sauce with the a spatula or something, and she lets one of her animals lick off that spoon and then puts the spoon back in the sauce and keeps steering it. And this is the lady that you're going to to get your health snacks from. <laughs> she loves the animals. I do too. She has kittens everywhere. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a cat guy. And I was like, oh, these are some adorable kittens. But they were everywhere. On every level, there was a kitten. She couldn't move two feet without having to move a kitten. I... There was raccoons. And uh, she had a skunk. She had a, yeah. the, the dog is great. The three-legged dog. That dog is awesome. Is that and... Beasley? That was Beasley. Yeah. Yes. How do you get on the roof? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But that, um, it's also when you meet her ex-boyfriend. Yes. And I had forgotten. I already knew he wasn't a likable guy because he comes after Johnny Five later. But I had forgotten why he was there when you first meet him. He's literally trying to take her dog without her knowing mm-hmm. off to some lab <laughs> to make money off that dog. What a piece. Of- He's the real piece of garbage in this movie, honestly. What did she call his car? Of course, it was a Trans Am because it's the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, Red Dork Mobile. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the sweet Trans Am. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, a, nice, it's a nice car. <laughs> so, do you remember the old lady that warns her? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I was like looking at the cast. And w- how do you think she is related, like her role in this, in the movie? Like, what is she to Stephanie? Oh, I just assumed she was like the neighbor. Like, she's just a neighbor that was a good friends with her. She is Stephanie's housekeeper. She's never in the house. Oh, there's got to be other scenes that say that that because they did cut out a lot of this movie. That's what I got. This is when you thought she was just a neighbor, like she was I a neighbor, she was just the neighbor, you know, coming over and yeah, kind of looking out for Stephanie because you know maybe she's sort of taking Stephanie under her wing because Stephanie's there by herself. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, that's what I, that's the way that I took it. Also, the voice of Johnny Five, the guy who voices Johnny Five, also has done some other pretty famous voices, including uh, in Men in Black, he voiced the dog. Yes, I I saw that. I was like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is awesome. He's done a lot of Men in Black stuff. But when St- this is kind of an ET moment too. This is the other thing I got out of this. When Stephanie finally meets Johnny Five. Yeah, it's a very ET moment where. All of a sudden, he, he's like inside of the snack vehicle, and that's how she meets him. And she thinks that he's an alien. 
Yeah. But she's a little bit more accommodating than, say, Elliot was to E.T. Because well, No, she's not accommodating. She's full on, take me up to your spaceship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, a she little, she's kind of portrayed as a little... Spacey? Yeah, for the is it, uh, for the time, too, especially out there, I think it'd be a good way to put it. Yeah, considering, like, yuppie 80s culture, the, you know, business and everything else. and Yeah, but I, I thought she's, re- she's really likable, though. Of course, it's Ellie Sheedy. Yeah, she's, she's great in this. She's great. Breakfast Club. Breakfast. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Can't go wrong. But after a while, she finds out that Johnny Five is part of no part of the whole Nova thing. And then yeah. she's mad at him for it. Like he's supposed to just tell her like, Hey, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's malfunctioning. He he's been alive for like, for like less than a day. Yes. Give him a break. <laughs> even though he read that book extremely fast. Yes. All the books, man. Yeah. And he still needed the input. Thank, thank, thank you Lord for television. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty wild. It's, uh, I, I think all the scenes with, her and Johnny Five are really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Like you're on board for this friendship almost immediately, and I really love how that was done. I really, really liked it. She slowly uh, becomes to realize that hey, he's there's something different about this robot. He really does seem to be alive and have feelings and thoughts. And there's a really uh, heartbreaking scene right after she's called Nova to let him know that she has the robot. Where the grasshopper scene, right? Yes. Where, which technically also looks really cool because you actually see the robot jump. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was impressive. Uh, especially because <laughs> he looks so bottom heavy, you know, which I, as a person, relate to. <laughs> <laughs> but he accidentally squishes the grasshopper. And that's when he figures out what disassemble really means because yeah. he's going to be disassembled. No disassemble. No disassemble. Again, a thing I quote all the time from this movie. No, no disassemble. disassemble. No disassemble. But that's, I think that's where she finally connects to him and everything yeah. else. And then pretty much after that, it's just Stephanie trying to keep Johnny Five alive and also yeah. trying to get uh, Steve Gutenberg's character. Yes. Newton Crosby. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was something. I knew it was a scientist and a hockey player combined. I just couldn't figure out the names. Yeah. Newton Crosby to realize because his big thing is it's not alive. It has no emotions. Well, he's the one who was kind of, he was one that was really vital into creating him. Yes. So if anything, Johnny Fabio would think, look at him as like a dad in a way, but yeah, he's more of just, he, he looks at more of himself as a creator because all he ever says is that it doesn't have feelings. It just runs programs. Yeah. And then he finally, I think that's the whole scene when they finally meet up in that secluded place and he dumps like it looks like straight blood, but I'm guessing it's like tomato, <laughs> yeah, tomato soup on the paper. And Johnny Five analyzes it and tells him what's in it, but then he also tells him that it looks like a butterfly. And that's yes. when he comes or a maple leaf, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, which goes back to your hockey thing, yeah, uh, but yeah. That's go. that's that's a really great scene too. And uh, Gutenberg is really good in this. I am a Gutenberg guy. I like Gutenberg. Yeah. Uh, he is so great, and I miss him and stuff. But uh, he, like, that's why I love the '80s too. Like, you had Gutenberg, you had Harold, you know, you had um, uh, oh god, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy. What's his name? Oh, I'm Rick blind. Moranis. Rick Moranis. He had those two, and they both kind of disappeared in the '90s for different reasons and such. And I just missed them. Uh, so it was really good to see Steve Gutenberg here. John Candy it, ran away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just uh. And that scene with him and Johnny Five, especially when he tells that joke and Johnny Five gets it and starts laughing. And that's when he's like, oh, man, there is really something here, man. Something here really cool. And uh, spoiler alert for uh, the sequel, Johnny Five does bleed. Oh, yeah. Saying, uh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about it until you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I, I remember that very distinctly. So that's when he's chasing, I think, the bad guy's Oscar. I think it's his name. And yeah. then that's when I was introduced to one of the greatest Eddie songs of all time of I Need a Hero. Oh, that song to this day freaking rules. And I'll fight on that hill for that song. That's where uh, the Locos. I still yes. love that to this day. Love. Yeah. Uh, that song, uh, for the record, I love so much that my mom got me the tape soundtrack. 
just because I just love that song and I would play it on my little uh, boombox radio as I was playing with my Ninja Turtle action figure so they'd have that soundtrack to fight to. <laughs> True story. Hashtag, I don't know why I'm single, Andrew. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how I'm married. <laughs> so, <laughs> so See, if we had grown up together, we would most certainly be best friends back then for sure. Just like now. But it was just been- I- my whole conversation with my wife about pop culture is just watch Ted two when uh, Ted and Johnny are talking to yeah. talking to the lawyer about everything. Even when yeah. even the whole thing with Rocky, where I'm like, you never seen Ro-, where he's like, you never seen Rocky. She's like, no, and he's like, and she's like, just because you sing the song doesn't make me good to know that I want. That's pretty much my whole conversation with my wife. So as we watched <laughs> Big Bang Theory and I was explaining Star Trek, the next generation to her, she was like, like shut up. Yeah, hey, make it so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke for just me and Andrew. But yeah, it's uh, this and the movie kind of ends where Nova shows up mm-hmm. and they basically well, forgot about the one part, though, when they sent the three robots at him. Yes, the three he robots alluded to it, but he outsmarts them. Yes, he does. He outsmarts all three of them, and he reprograms them into the Three Stooges because that was the show he really gravitated toward when he was watching TV. I love that. And movie. another reason to love Johnny Five is he went right for TV. Yeah, and right for Three Stooges. Yeah, he went for the Rekkar thing. The uh, from Transformers yeah. movie. We talk TV. Yeah, he even <laughs> did it with like uh, the little infomercial. Yes. Yeah. Like everything just became TV. Like that's how we just learned, which is kind of the American pop culture way in a way back then is TV movies and yeah. Or the internet. That's all we had. But yeah, like Nova comes after him. They finally got Johnny five, Stephanie and Newton Crosby quartered in a van. All of a sudden a robot pops out. I'm just going to say robot pops out. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And they blow it up. Uh, Good old Captain Schroeder gets fired. Yep. GW Bailey, because he blows it up. But then you. And that's the scene, too. There's a lot of nuance there. When you're a kid, you don't realize it. But then, like that one guy, the boss, really, you kind of think he's a bad guy, too. But when he fires the the one guy for blowing him up, you're like, oh, he really was sad that he had to do that. That that, that that happened. He didn't want that to happen, really. See, that's kind of like mixed things like did he not want it to happen because of the money or because he knew what was going on i i don't know so there's a lot of nuance there that's my biggest that's my biggest thing yeah they don't explore that at all he just fires the guy really and he looks kind of he has a solemn look on him when he does it though uh, like what before he fires him because you can tell like he's like man that's but again it could be because that wasn't an expensive machine but yeah uh but yeah so they blow up the the robot and obviously Crosby and Stephanie are devastated. Another thing you need to know, too, is I know it was a staple of 80s movies, but relationships happen really fast. Yeah. Because they really didn't know each other very long, but they were already talking about, we're going to move to, I have land in Montana we can move to. They'd known each other for less than a day. Well, because (laughs) once again, 80s movies are better because right here, this is 98 minutes long. Yeah. Right, Right in our wheelhouse, Johnny, right in our wheelhouse. Yep, perfect. Oh, one thing too, I did, I did, uh, I did start out writing notes for this, and then I just quickly got into the movie and stopped writing notes. But I do have two notes that I want to, okay, that I want to bring it real quick before we talk about how this movie ends. All right, there's uh at the beginning when Johnny Five is getting electrocuted to come alive, one of the scientists or whatever they were, one of the there's two guys out there with them working on him, and one of the guys, I swear to you, he said Jesus H God. Jesus H God? Yes. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. So my note says, did he just say Jesus H God? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. It just stuck out to my ear because that's not the usual saying there, obviously. And the other thing that I wrote was when she first kind of meets when they're first getting to know each other, her and Johnny Five, Stephanie Johnny Five. And he takes her, well, technically he steals her uh van. Yeah. And he's taken off. She runs and jumps on that thing. How fast can she run? Maybe. Well, you figure she's got to chase animals down all the time. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think. And about all the health right? food. 
Yeah. There you yeah. go. I mean, that's yeah. a hel- that's what a healthy lifestyle can bring to you. Well, I was really <laughs> impressed. Yeah. <laughs> you and I, on the other hand, be like, you know what? Just bring it back. <laughs> yeah. As we're at the end of the driveway, like Kung Fu Panda. I would have no, been like, I would have watched the driveway and be like, well, I guess I got to get a new job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, I, uh, that's why I love Kung Fu Panda because that's just how I would be as like a hero. Yeah. As he's going up the stairs and he's like, ah, ah, "Give me one, <laughs> one man." That's that's how I would have been. Like Kung Fu uh, Panda is an underrated uh, movie series, by the way. Yes. Underrated, it's so good. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, back to the movie, and they blow up that one. And as they're the, our heroes are driving off, they're really sad. Talking about, I guess we can move to Montana uh, and live together, despite that we've only known each other less than a day. And... But in the eighties, that's a, that's like a year. In the eighties movie, oh, in eighties, in eighties time, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like a... I didn't count inflation for time. You're right, yeah. Uh, and that's when Johnny Five pops up. He is alive still. He had made a duplicate robot and sent it out, and I. And I was paying attention to while uh, when Nova was confronting them and they were leaving Johnny Five in the in the van. The van was shaking a lot. Oh, uh, so that was must have been him making that robot really fast. It's either that or, or it's like a scene from Grand Theft Auto and he just picked up a lady. <laughs> just have three arms either way. Yeah, either way, he's having a great time. <laughs> but that is. That is a short circuit, even though they do not a short circuit too. If you do check it out, they do not end up in Montana. No. In fact, they end up in a city. Is it New York or is it Chicago? It's one of the big ones. I think it's. Why do I'm thinking it's Chicago? Now I got to look this up. Yeah. I'm very, I can't remember which city it is. And also Fisher Stevens, who plays, uh, what's his name? Plays Ben. His last name changes in the second one. Oh yeah, that's right. But not his accent. Yeah. No, that stays. Yeah. Uh, doesn't doesn't say. I bet it has to say in the movie because this is it's a definitely a big city. I just can't remember which one. I I yeah because they make their own toy company. Yeah, they make the little Johnny Five toys. Yep, and I also remember they did a Mac and Me ending where he becomes a citizen. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I was I I figured that was that one because I was like, wait a minute, who is it? And I think he's gold. Like they. Because he basically dies, and, and they, they bring him back, and he's gold now, too, on top of that. All right. So Astoria, Oregon, I just found it, in pop culture. So uh, these are films or set or settings, or they were either like filmed on location or in the setting. You have Short, Short Circuit, The Black Stallion. We mentioned Kindergarten Cop. Free Willy 1 and 2. Wow. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Wow. We got Benji the Hunted. <gasps> I love Benji movies. <laughs> <laughs> Come see Paradise, The Ring uh-huh. 2, Into the Wild, The Guardian, and Green Room. The other ones are a little bit newer. Wow. I didn't know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I didn't either. I know the first one was filmed in North Carolina, but I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's some. That's just uh, some really neat stuff there. That's a that one. Interesting thing. And that city has, that little town's changed a lot too since that was filmed. But you can still, because I, uh, it's one YouTube video. This guy actually went to a lot of the filming locations of Short Circuit and, uh, all of those locations, you can tell they're the same, like they, what they are, but they just look a little different today because there's different businesses in them and stuff like that now. But that is Short Circuit. So, Johnny, I know this is going to be a stupid question. Who would you play in Short Circuit? Oh man, that's very tough. I'm Johnny Five all the way. <laughs> I, I would. I think I would want to be Newton Crosby. I go. Steve. I was literally going to say, uh, Andrew. I, I fully, truly believe you're the Crosby to my Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I, I definitely foresee. That's one of the sad things about him not being in the sequel is that, like, I just picture them becoming like pretty much best friends. I think maybe the sequel would have worked better i think so too with with him in there and not so much with ali sheedy coming back or anything as stephanie but the fisher stevenson character of ben it was good but it was such a supporting character yeah it didn't 
it, it was good to have it there, but it wasn't anything that I felt like you could build a film on. And he's really, besides obviously Johnny Five, from what I, I've been a while since I've seen the sequel, but he's really the only like reappearing thing from the first one that shows up in it is him yeah. and Johnny Five, from what I remember. Yep. And I don't even know how they re- explain like why Newton's not there. I I think I I want to go back and watch it because I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, also, for some reason, remember Johnny Five showing up in a crate, like in a big shipping crate. I could be wrong about that, too, because they're in like a big warehouse trying to start their toy company. A lot of things I'm remembering here. Oh, here. Ben has been in an un... I can't even say this word, so don't make fun of me too badly. Unspecific U.S. metropolis. Oh, so they actually don't say what the city is? So it's like, pick... It's like the Simpsons. Yeah, just pick... Yeah, it's Springfield. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a big city. It's yeah. it's the Superman thing. It's Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. It's Gotham City, Metropolis. It's one of those. Yeah, that's where that's where it's at. But how are we gonna how are we gonna rate this out of? Oh man, let's rate this out of inputs. I, it's gonna be inputs. How much you say to be a pepper? <laughs> I, I say we do inputs because he was always asking for inputs. Is this? Andrew, I gotta tell you, I love this movie still. I, I it it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. And it it's aged wonderfully. The effects, yeah, and everything else like it does. This is one of those movies too where I don't have any kids, but there's certain things that I grew up with that I'm that I want to go back and rewatch. I was like, man, I for the sole purpose of being able to sit down with my kid to watch a movie from my childhood, just to introduce them to it. This would be one of those for me. Oh yeah. I think I've watched it once or twice with my kid. Yeah, because uh, I think it's still universal, still holds up. I think kids today would would still get a kick out of it and like it. And Johnny Five is just instantly, you just fall in love with that character. He's just so great. He's so fun. One of my favorite robots, and we're going to do a Mount Rushmore robots one day, uh, yeah, probably soon, so make sure you write that down. <laughs> I really uh, down. And uh, this, my only question for myself is, is this a Four, four and a half, or a five. And that's where I'm at, too. That's my question, because I do think this is better than the sequel. I do like the sequel, but it's just hurting from the lack of Gutenberg. I, uh, this is um much better. Yes, yes. Than- if this movie had any hero in it, it would be uh, the greatest uh, short circuit movie of them all. I, I think it has everything that you would want. That's where I'm at in it, is... Yeah. Even like with the relationship thing, but great supporting cast, great yes. actors. Nobody seems out of place or stupid. The special effects still look great because yep. they're all practical. That's really important here. Johnny Even the Five laser, look- the yes. lasers are great. Yes, there's some fun explosions and stuff that happens in this movie. This movie, it's got, it's got it all. It's action. It's romance. It's it's funny. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's this is a. Oh, God, I love this. I'm five, I'm five, five. Five. <laughs> five out of five inputs. That's yeah. the fault of us. All I, the inputs. I, do not disassemble this movie. No. It's amazing. No. It's even if you don't watch the second one and you just let it go after this. Yeah. If you pull a frozen. Yeah. You will be you'll be one hundred percent happy. Yes. It. Yes. I mean the so here's here's what bad. you need to hear. I'll uh the sequel's good. It's got some good parts in it. And uh but don't but make sure you watch this one first and then uh because you're already invested in Johnny Five. And so that way in, in the second one when he's going through all these hard troubles and he's betrayed and all this stuff, like it hits harder. And I still remember like as a kid when um they're trying to find Johnny Five in the sequel and um Ben's character finds out that he's quote unquote bleeding to death. And like a little kid in me was like, Oh, oh no, like I was fearful for this robot. It's so very scary yeah. in the second one. It gets a little bit more crazier in the second and one. And again, today, obviously, I would have like just let that Ben character just be like a whoever he is. Like if you take out I was that's the other thing I was watching this too. Like, could that character have been the same without him being like having the accent? Yeah. It, it wouldn't change a freaking thing. <laughs> yeah. So it was pointless. It was a pointless thing they did. Like it's uh it, that's the that's the thing here. It's just really kind of pointless. So that's the one thing I would change. But other than that, this movie is so just so great and so 
I think uh, I'm. Fun this story. is one of those where I was very happy to rewatch it because it still hold up. That's the one thing you're always concerned about, right? All these movies from your childhood. If it's been a while since you've seen them, oh. like, do they hold up? And it, sometimes it hurts to watch them again. You know, this one didn't hurt. This one was uh just I no chef's kiss. I think the only one that I wish I would have just left alone, honestly, was Mac and me. Oh, you that we that kicking we, me. You're kicking me while I'm down, and you're kicking me in the balls. I like have a memory of watching it, like my friends, like sleepover it's birthday party was a sleepover and then all of a yeah. sudden watched it as an adult and i'm like what were we doing every my uh, uh religious beliefs are centered around mac and me so you're I, actually hurting my religious beliefs here i mean coca-cola saves lives i believe that fully and mcdonald's is the greatest place on earth if you're gonna go dance there later on or anything mcdonald's has it all great food sure but dancing football uh <laughs> jennifer aniston for five, jennifer aniston say. It just, it's so friends it's got friends obviously a dancing alien teddy bear what more could you want andrew oh this is great. A million more. i got a andrew i got a pamphlet for you later so maybe you can join my church <laughs> i'll take a look at it my church is back at me <laughs> but there you have it johnny and i's review of what we think is definitely a classic short yes. circuit. Uh, remember to check out our Patreon for exclusive content, YouTube channel, Facebook page. Am I missing anything else, Johnny? Merch. Oh, yeah, merch. That will be in uh, the description below. Also, I think that's about it. So with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. No disassemble. Andrew, I you told me that you were just just scrolling through Instagram and you were just getting really bored. I, you know what I was? It's just that simple scrolling. Didn't really have anything to do, so just scroll, 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 scroll all the way through. And then I don't know, something just hit me that I just want to know more interesting interesting facts about history in world history and history in America, but I just don't know where to find fun, interesting facts about it. Andrew, you are in such luck because I just discovered this new Instagram page and it what? is called The Amazing History with Harold. So make sure you go check that out on Instagram. Uh, this guy, Harold Peebles, is like a historian, apparently, and he will post uh, just these great he'll take one thing like the first one that he did was about george washington and he'll just tell you all these amazing obviously completely true not made up whatsoever for comedic purposes facts about these different things in history uh american history or just a, hist a world history pop culture history oh, man it's a fun follow andrew so i encourage you to go to the amazing history with harold check it out wherever you get your instagrams <laughs> That is so awesome. Now I can learn fun, interesting facts while scrolling through Instagram. I can't thank you enough, Johnny. You're welcome. And make sure what you tell your friends about this, and you'll be the smartest kid at the ball when you bring up these amazing facts about our history.